Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. And last two weeks, we have been looking at chapter 3 of the book of Joel, but in chapter 1, review, we introduced to the context where Joel prophesied there was famine because there was invasion of locusts because God was judging the people of Judah. So um, in chapter one, we saw how um, God judged the people of Judah by with what? How did God judge the people of Judah? Can anyone remember? Yeah, with the invasion of locusts, and that led to farming. Um, just to give you more context, can we remember anywhere in the Bible in the New Testament where and God judged the nation or judged the people. Amen. What? Yes, thank you. The same place. Yes, thank you. Another one. The first one, the old earth, flood. Yeah. Oh. oh, thank you. So we see that, um, what about um, the Torah, Tower of um, Tower of Babel? Yeah, so we see that God judges nations in no particular way or in no particular order. Yeah, so we cannot say, oh, um, there's a flooding in so so and so, so God is judging them, just the way some denominations will teach. Yeah, and we cannot specifically say that um, something is going on somewhere so that that nation is being judged. No, um, what is coming to my mind is, um, is um, something Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8 about um, the earth growing. We are groaning, and even we ourselves as Christians, we are groaning as well for us to return back to uh, the original plan of God. Um, so that leads us to chapter two, where we looked at, um, and we saw a prophecy about an army of the Lord that will come and cause even more harm. But if the people will repent, there will be restoration that will involve everyone, including the presence of the outpouring of the Spirit. Yeah. So um, even with the judgments that we looked at, the examples we gave, we saw that God always, always provides a pathway for redemption and restoration. So he never just judges, there is always room to repent. And we saw that in um, Joel chapter 2, verse um, 12, I believe, where God was saying that, um, 
Yeah, okay, so I'll start from Joel 11. Um, Joel 11 says, The day of the Lord is great, it is dreadful, who can endure it? So that's 11. And then he went on, on to 12 that says, Even now, declare the Lord, even now, while the judgment is going on, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So that tells us that even when uh, we ask the question then about it, does God change his mind and all that? Yeah. So there is always room to be redeemed and to uh, for restoration to take place. Amen. So um, in part two, we shall be looking at them, chapter three. And in chapter three, thus far, we have said, God, we have the final word. We have seen it in numerous um, examples that uh, when God speaks, it comes to pass. He has the will always have the final word. And um, we saw our decisions have consequences. That's no brainer. Um, treat people like Jesus would. To offend God's people is to offend God. Yeah, um, I like that phrase because sometimes we don't even know who God's people are. Um, in my own definition, anyone who has made a contractual uh, uh, partnership with God is the people of God. You and I, we, the day we said, I want to follow you, God, you are my Lord, you are a people of God. And that does not mean that the people of God are sinless. It does not mean that. So even the children of Israel, they were always making God upset in one way or the other, but there was never a time that they were not the people of God or that anyone did not refer to them as the people of God. Amen? All right. Um, no one can confront God. You know that already. Um, God's jealousy extends to his property. God is fighting for you. And today we look at um, verses 9 to 13. And consider one or two major key points. Joel chapter 3, verses 9 to 13 from the New Kingdom Version. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw in. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the wind say, I am strong. Assemble and come all the nations and gather together all around for your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the nations be waking and come up to the valley of Jerusalem. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations, putting the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the wine press is full. The vast overflow for their wickedness is great. Praise the Lord. Um, the first, we're learning two, we're going to learn two lessons today. The first one is the judgment of nations. And we say one of the current themes in the prophetic literature in the Bible from Isaiah to Malachi is the judgment of nations. God did not only judge his people, the nation of Israel, by sending them into captivity and back. 
but he also announced judgment on all the nations that are dealing with Israel. For example, next question. Um, judgment of the nation. For example, Obadiah pronouncing judgment on Edom. Uh, if you remember the story of uh, Edom, um, Edom, um, they come from the people of uh, Esau. Just as uh, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, we had the Israelites, Esau to Edom, and then we had the Edomites. But um, when the people of Israel, the people of God, were going through um, uh, turbulent times when Babylon captured them and all that took them into captivity. The people of Edom they saw that as an opportunity to capture uh, Israel, uh, the uh, refugees from Israel, slaughtered a lot of them, and also they took advantage of that. And what does that tell us? That even when you see people of God going through situations it's not time for you to start laughing it is not time for you to start making judgment and it's what we said before that we we should be mindful of the way we treat or we speak about the people of god and this just brings to mind what the pastor um, Ola was trying to explain during one of the bible studies about i think a question was asked about a church uh, during church governance and then how the finances of the church and the pastors and what have you, uh, pastors have been jets and all that. And I think Pastor Ola was trying to explain to us that that person is a, is a child of God. It is not for us to, to start spreading rumors, things that you do not know about. You get what I mean? So even if the person in your perception, you think that is a thing, or uh, you believe that person is being greedy or whatever, it is not your place to start spreading things around. The best you can do is pray. The best you can do is pray. Praise God. Um, so that was the story of um, Obadiah and Edom. And then um, the next one, I'll just go to the first two. Jonah uh, pronounced judgment in Nineveh. Remember the story of Jonah? The uh, the king of um, Nineveh, or the people of Nineveh, they had attacked Israelites, killed a lot of them. But what did God do? Back to the story of redemption and restoration. He, had, he asked Jonah to go back, go preach to these people, give them a room, give them chance to repent. Yeah? And we saw that uh, even though Jonah was upset, like many of us, me example, I will be upset. Like, how do you go and preach to people who are killed? No way. You have to have to go to hell fire. But God is infinite mercy as a righteous God. He said, no, we must give them that chance to be redeemed. Amen. Amen. And then. Um, Next slide, the judgment of the nation. The lesson here is to remind us that God is the judge of all, and at the end of the day, no one believer or unbeliever will escape judgment. Um, what this means in my mind is um, you know how you are in the court of law, someone takes you to court, 
um, at the end of the day, the jury or the judge will say you are either guilty or not guilty. But you did go up for judgment. You are standing there to be judged. So every one of us, uh, believer, non-believer, we will be judged based on the actions that we have taken in this life. Amen. The next uh, lesson we're going to learn this morning is uh, is a phrase used in this um, in the book of Jewel that uh, we have taken out of context. Even me, I did I did take it out of context once I saw this. Uh, let the weak say I am strong. In verse ten, it said, "Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears." Let the weak say I am strong. In this context, God was um, uh, the prophet was saying to the enemies of God. So um, a plowshare is like a hoe. Yeah. So he's saying that get your agricultural product or your hoe, beat it into a spare, and come and fight with me. So it, it, I think God was being sarcastic in that place. And we know that God speaks like that you know, in Job. Job 38. Can you have me? Um, Job What is the way to the abode of light and where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the path of to their dwellings? Surely you know for where for you were already born. You have lived so many years. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the cave? Um. I'll read it from a um, easy to read version. Um, yeah, after we know what happened with Joel and his friend and what they were saying, and then God answered in a well way. They said, uh, Where does the light? was asking Job, Job, a man. God was asking him, So, where does the light come from? Where does darkness come from? Can you take them back to where they belong? Do you know how to get there? Do you know the part of where light and darkness is? Surely you know these things since you are so old and wise. You were alive when they made them. Where is you? That was what God was asking you. Yeah. So in, in the context of um, this um verse 10 that we are looking at today. So it makes a lot of sense because God is talking to the enemies of his people and he's saying, beat your plow because you don't you don't even have a, a weapons of war. So your agricultural beat beats it into a sword. Uh, your pruning hooks into space. He said, you die even with beat your chest. Come outside. Come outside. Yes. Even you yes, say I am strong. So sometimes the statement from the Bible is quoted out of context, 
While it is good to declare Bible truths as affirmations in our lives, which is true, even when we don't feel it, we must also understand the daily context for whatever Bible verse we are using in our confessions. Yeah, so this is a Bible study as it is. Um, in Joel 3, 9 to 13, the Lord is challenging the Gentile nations who are the wicked to his people to prepare for war. So let me say I am strong. The mighty men of war were challenged to wake up, draw near and come up to battle. Um, so using this expression, let me say I am strong to charge believers to faith is not in tune with the context here. Amen. Does anyone have any question or are we satisfied? So my question now is we have always been using like the meeting I'm strong and strong and strong. So yeah. what do we put in place of that one? Just to put it in. I don't think you should replace it. Um, Pastor, you're here. I don't think you should. I don't think you should replace it. I think it as a Bible scholar, it's just to to know what it means in that context. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> right. Um, see, if you say, let me say, I am strong. You write the same. But in context, if you read in that particular passage, that's the way it says. However, the Bible was If you read 2 Corinthians 12, then it said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast more in my weakness, so that Christ's power will manifest in you. So if you say that with the knowledge of this one, then it comes along. Because you are saying that I can't do it, only you can do it, only Jesus can do it to me. So then you see that power come to effect. But if you read that particular one in context of what's happening, pretext, context, context, and posted, that's what you see. That one is the That one is just <laughs> it's just absolutely in everything you have come out of this, you can see what happens. So that is the thing. The word itself, you take it out on its own, it is powerful. Because we are telling you, you are able to tell you that, see, I don't have the strength, but in you, you have Jesus that can do all things. Thank you so much, Pastor. I'm saying this is because of that last one. Says, so using this expression, let the victim come to charge believers to faith is. is context here. So that's the reason because I feel that you know we have something better. And the one that you quoted the one in the Corinthians is better. Do you understand? Second Corinthians. Yeah, I just feel that we have something that is better on. Uh that is the, the knowledge and the mindset. You some people don't even know that that's what the bathroom is. <laughs> yeah. You just you just say it. <laughs> But there are with there are fit words then like that. For example, you will see the same message. I you see what is happening. You will see instantly that is God. But it's based on the whole concept of God. That when you are weak, you will be strong. And that's what you are seeing. 
But if we bring five historic CTSs and PPCs, we do not go into that particular model. But the statement itself, taken out of that place, is a strong word. We're telling the Lord that your strength, the Bible says, by no man's strength shall be today, your strength will grow here. It's only God in the name that will be the strength of Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, first, as I explained, also, don't worry. <laughs> at least that way you're thinking it. It's not like it's bad to think, it's, it's good, but at least now you know, you understand what it really means. Praise God. Have we got any other questions? All right. Personal reflection and conclusion. As we have repeatedly mentioned in this series, the realization that the day of the Lord which is the day of judgment is at hand, which will lead to two things. It should warn the sinners to respond to God's call before it will be too late. Amen. Uh, and as Christians, I always encourage us to keep praying. Keep, keep praying. Pray for people who we feel um, they have not been saved. Pray. God works in, in mysterious ways, honest to God. It works in mysterious ways. Like I have a testimony to share. I thought I have time to share that one. Maybe later. It works in mysterious ways. We pray as people's lives change. They just come to you on their own account and say, pray for me. So um, I think um, that is one of our main um, jobs as Christians. And next, it should also encourage believers to take the work of evangelism as urgent. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name.